Hey Jesus, I'm just going to ask that you would exchange my voice for yours. Even just right now, Lord, I exchange everything I have for everything you have. Just use my little life. Amen. All right. So um, most of you, some of you know that I am an MDiv student here at Asbury Seminary. I go part-time. I'm on my, I think it's eighth year. Please let me almost be finished. <laughs> right? Um, I am also, um, I work in uh, the communications department. So, um, so, so Wes is distracting me by taking pictures because that's what I tell him to do. Um, and uh, so just, um, so just want to thank you, Jessica, again, for allowing me to be here. And um, so I was walking into work the other day, um, it was probably like a month and a half ago. And I'm, in my heart, I'm just like walking and I'm kind of grumbly. Do you guys ever get like that grumbly thing in your heart where like, Rrr. and that's kind of like, Rrr. and I'm like, Lord. Why do I just feel so ungrateful today? Um, and so I'm going to backtrack a little bit, and I'm going to explain to you why I'm even asking that question. So in 2015, I had probably the worst year of my entire life. It was just like a, a dark year for me. I have a 15-year-old daughter. She is now 16 years old. She's awesome. In 2015, she went through, I have never seen anything so dark in my life. I said, some of you know, some of you know my story, some of you sat and prayed with me. Um, it was bad. And um, so there was that. But I have um, a five-year-old. Well, she was five then. She's, she's six now. She um, has sensory processing disorder. She is, she's special needs. She's a little special needs girl. She's awesome. She um, is six now. She speaks um, back then at a two-year-old level. She understood at about a one-year, um, eight-month-old level which is five, right? They're both awesome. But it was just a bad year. And so I had had strep four times last year. I had had shingles. I got shingles the week before I went on a mission trip to Costa Rica. The week that I got back from the mission trip, I got strep, which was the day before my Greek midterm. And the last time I got strep was the day before my Greek final. Thank you very much. And so in between those two times, I also had um, one of my very best friends, she and her husband, pastor of the church in Wisconsin that we were going to before he moved here. Their 23-year-old son was killed in a car accident just before Thanksgiving. It was just a, it was like a bad year. Like I had never had a bad year. Like by the week before 2016 was about to take place, I'm like, Lord, please just get me to 2016. And so I got to 2016 and I really felt like what the Lord gave me was this word, hope. And I feel like he just really walked that through with me um, this whole year. But so I'm walking into work, right? And, and I'm feeling this thing. And what the Lord had taught me through all that in 2015, I feel like, and so I'm like, as I'm walking in going, why am I feeling this way? The reason is I just felt like he had taught me gratitude. Just like gratitude through 2015. Just this gratitude and this transformation by the renewing of your mind, right? And so, so I've worked that with them. And in... And then all of a sudden, I'm walking in going, what is this that's in my heart, this, this discontent and whatnot? And so I asked him this question. In this path, it just slips into my heart that apart from me, apart from me you can do nothing. I'm the vine, and you are the branches. And so I'm like, so I'm walking in. So if any of you were walking behind me that day, I'm like, in the middle of the sidewalk, like, what? So it looked like I was talking to myself. And in fact, I was talking to God. I was being very holy. <laughs> but I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm so sorry for my voice. Um, but I was seriously, I was just like, what? I can't, and this is the tone of voice I'm sure I was saying in my head. I can't even be grateful without you. You know, like, because there's certain things where like, come on, there's got it, but there, and it was like, do you know how when you know something in your head and you even know it in your heart and you walked it out, but it's like, you know this much of it. You know, it's like, okay, I know this. And all of a sudden God does this thing where you're like, Poof. you're like, oh my gosh. I can't do anything without you. Right? I can't be a good mother without you. Like, I know that, but oh my gosh, I can't be a good mother without you. I cannot be a good spouse without you. I can't do my job here without you. I cannot be an MDiv student without you. And that might sound funny until you work full time and, right, and you're going to school part time and you've got these kids and you've got this family and you've got this big ministry. I know you guys know what I'm talking about, right? And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I got all this stuff and Jesus goes here. Right? Because he's because he's already in all these things. Right? But but we can't so we can't do that. And so what happens is, see, the Lord, he holds all things together by the word of his power, does he not? I mean, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. So he holds the universe together by the word of his power. The very fact that we can draw our next breath is because Jesus is allowing it to happen. Right? And so, my question to you today is, is there anything you're trying to do apart from Jesus? My youngest daughter, Gracie, she watches this little YouTube video, um, and it's about this little girl, they're um, creating this bouncy house in the backyard, bouncy house, water slide thing. And so it, it all blows up, and they're videotaping it, and she's all excited. She doesn't have her swimming suit on. She's like, I don't have a swimming suit. And she goes, magic, magic, my bathing suit. And poof, there's like a puff of smoke, and suddenly she has her bathing suit on. So my little daughter, Gracie, she started to walk around the house going, magic, magic, my blanket. Or this morning, she actually went into the refrigerator, and she's like, she started crying because she was looking for something, and it's hard sometimes to talk to her. So you guys, And so have met her, and so you, you know what I'm saying, but I'm like, baby, what's going on? What are you looking for? And big tears rolling down her face, like, magic, magic, my mac and cheese. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, honey, it doesn't work that way. We have to make the mac and cheese. <laughs> Same thing with the blanket, right? But don't we live in this world where that's what we want? We want magic, magic. My ministry is, um, is amazing, and it's a something that the nation can look at or whatever. We want magic, magic, all of my relationships at work, um, they all want to play the games that I want to play the way that I want to play them, right? And I, magic, magic, my, my busyness has been turned, my whole life has been turned into simplicity. And I mean, you guys fill in the blank, right? But it's, we want this hot, fast, instantaneous thing. And Jesus is calling us to abide, right? He's asking us to walk through the process with us. And we want we want it now. And he's saying, no, you walk with me even if it's in the valley. And we don't want to walk through the valley because Jesus is walking too slow and it's dark and it's scary. Straight, isn't it? And so, so he's just, I mean, that's what he's been talking to me about um, just in the last few months. And so I'm going to just, John 15, 4, I'm going to say this again. Um, Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. The danger of trying to circumvent the process and to muscle through 
rather than allowing Jesus to deal with our stuff, right? With our so deal with our fears, deal with our pride, deal with our thanklessness, and just this whatever happen can happen in our heart and whatnot. The danger of it of not allowing us to him to transform us by the renewing of our mind is that we lead a fruitless life. That's what he's saying. And so verse five says, "I am the vine; you are the branches." Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We are to abide um, in anything less. It's just going to be fruitlessness. If we're honest, okay, and I'll just say it this way. If I'm honest, what I want is I want the Mount of Transfiguration without having to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. And I want signs and wonders without having to bear my cross. So I was talking to my, talking to my friend who had lost her son. Um, we were sitting, sitting on a dock in like a good Westland. I've been up in Wisconsin, like a good Westland. I looked at her and I said, "How is it with your soul?" Right? I learned something. And so I can't even talk. And so we just started talking about the faithfulness of God. It is how faithful He is. You know, um, and some of you have had to walk through some stuff. I know you have. I know some of your story. And there's an innocence, I don't know how else to say it. There's an innocence that can be lost when you know that nothing is off limits. When, like, your life isn't untouchable anymore. I mean, even that can be touched there and it hurts, right? But there's a depth in that surrender and that abiding to God in that. That is incredible. When I, um, when I told you um, that my oldest daughter was having troubles in um, just this last thing. So there was a day in the midst of this where my littlest girl, we were walking um, to her bedroom and she walked past her sissy's room and she's always trying to shoot in there. She's not supposed to go in there. But she shot in there and she walked into the middle of the room and she goes, hi, Jesus. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. So I stand by the door and I go, Gracie, where's Jesus? And she points to a spot on the floor. I'm like, oh, because I'm not seeing anything. She walks up to the spot on the floor. This is what she does. Like she's getting a hug and kiss from Jesus. This girl doesn't have imaginative play in her at this point because it had to be taught to her. So she just, right? Okay, so my oldest daughter's not there. She comes home, and she goes into her room, and I, you know, I'm like, I have to tell her this, right? So she's on her bed. And I walk into her room, and I tell her what happened. And my little daughter, who follows me everywhere, scoots past me and goes into Sissy's room. And so my oldest daughter is looking at Grace, and she goes, Gracie, where is Jesus? So Gracie points to over by her bed. And so Cora goes, Gracie, you want to give Jesus a hug? Gracie walks around and goes to the end of the bed, climbs up onto the bed, you guys, she gets down like this. She walks to the edge of the bed. She bends. She bends. Like Jesus is kneeling at my daughter's bed. And she did that for two months. Grace would walk past the room. She'd shoot in the room and go, hi, Jesus. And she'd never done it before. And she's never done it since. Right? And so here's what I want to say. Jesus abides with us. Right? I mean, he abides with us. Even when we're not necessarily abiding with him, Jesus stays. He is our great intercessor, and he stays. You're the hardest. 
through the toughest, even when we don't necessarily want him there, which my oldest daughter at that point, she just was like, I'm done. Jesus didn't care. He's right there. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm amazed by that. And so I know that some of you, I know some of you got stuff. Some of you I know your stories. Some of you I don't. But I know we all have things. And I just want to say, you know, the first day that I, I came here, Jay and Tammy and Tammy took me out to dinner, to lunch. And they talk, were talking about um, the water tower with a cross on it, okay, and, and how cool that is. And it is cool, but they also said that it can be a lightning rod for the enemy. It is not an easy thing to go to school for. It is not an easy thing to work here faithfully day after day. There is something that pushes back against us, right, in truth. And so I just want to thank the staff especially for coming in day after day so faithful, even when it's hard, even when it's hard, even when things are going on in your life and we don't know what they are. I just want to thank you for your faithfulness in coming and spending yourself here. God bless you guys. God bless you.